Bible Treasures Topic 5 Worship Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. We want to really thank God for the way He is using the series of talks to bless His people. We want to give God all the glory for the various testimonies that we receive from our viewers. Many people are enlightened. And they testify that scales are falling off from their eyes. Several others are really edified in their spiritual life. And they testify that their inner man is strengthened every time they watch a telecast. Many others testify how encouraged they are through this telecast. They say that these lessons encourage them in their walk with God and their work for Him. Several others are testifying they are educated scripturally through this telecast. And they testify that they are increasing their working knowledge of the scriptures. And we want to give God all the glory because He alone is worthy. It has pleased Him to bless this humble endeavor. Thank you for your prayers and your support. And for the last nine weeks, we are studying the subject of Christian worship. The topic that is before us is how not to worship. So far, we have considered nine lessons. Number one, do not worship for personal enjoyment. Number two, do not sacrifice the scriptures for the spirit. Number three, do not leave the spirit for the content. Number four, do not forget the father. Number five, do not neglect individual worship. And number six, do not separate life from worship. Number seven, we consider do not idolize objects or places or people. And the eighth lesson was do not act disorderly. Last week we studied lesson number nine. Do not decry other forms of worship. And today we'll conclude this series with the tenth lesson. How not to worship. Do not ignore the other side of worship. Once again. How not to worship? Do not ignore the other side of worship. Praising God with our words is only one side of worship. The Bible speaks of several other acts as the other side of worship. We are going to consider some of them which are of practical interest when we talk about this worship. The other side of worship. Number one, liberal charity. Now turn with us to book of Hebrews, 13th chapter. Read verses 15 and 16. By him let us continuously offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now this is what is meant by the fruit of our lips or this is the activity of our lips. And this the Bible calls as a sacrifice unto God. 
and the Bible calls it, it is praise unto God and giving thanks to his name. Now this is what we are normally occupied with. This is what everybody does. We praise God and we thank God for his name, etc., etc. And then there is another thing which speaks about the other side of worship. Look at the next verse. But, do not forget, you know, it begins with the word but. Which means, don't stop with simply offering up your sacrifice of lips unto God. Do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices, God is well placed. Fifteenth word speaks about our lips. Sixteenth word speaks about our hands. It's easy to just go on praising God with our lips, forgetting what we are supposed to do for those who are in need and suffering with our hands. One is not more important or less important than the other. Now if you look at verses 15 and 16, 15th verse speaks about sacrifice and the 16th verse also speaks about sacrifice. And giving thanks to God is not superior to doing good to people. Now if you look at the 16th words, with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Yes, beloved, do not forget the other side of worship. Illustrate this truth. I believe Jesus Christ presented before us an excellent illustration. There was a man who was going from Jerusalem unto Jericho. And on the way, he fell among the thieves. They totally robbed him. They almost left him dead. And there came a priest by that way. He saw that man and how he was suffering and he was desperately in need of help. And he could have helped him. On the other hand, he simply saw him and bypassed him. And next came a Levite. He repeated the same thing. He saw that man in need, but he just ignored him and he bypassed him. I think both of them were going to the temple. The priest was going to offer sacrifices. The Levite was going to join in singing or in uh, do the counting of the offering. It was all their duty to God. But they forgot their duty to their fellow man who was in need. Beloved, concern for the poor is the other side of our worship unto God. This is where Mother Teresa, she stands out. She had so many hurdles and obstacles for her charitable ministries. But there was a constant self-motivation. You know what she was always believing? Whatever I do to the helpless and the suffering, that I do unto God. That's exactly Jesus has taught us. What did he tell the people whom he sent to the right or to the left? You know, the people who were sent to the right, what did he tell them? I was sick and you visited me. I was hungry, you fed me. And I was naked, you clothed me. Whatever I was in need, I was suffering, you people attended to my needs. 
people who are on the right, they didn't understand when they met Jesus in that condition and helped him. And Jesus gave them an explanation. Whatever you have done to one of these little ones, that you have done unto me. Yes, beloved, this is the other side of worship. I want to present another act, which is the other side of worship. Extravagant offering unto God. You know, extravagant offering, lavish offering, overwhelming offering unto God. Giving what is best and dearest and nearest to our hearts unto God. I want to present two examples before you. One was a man who was childless till his old age. The other was a woman who was childless for many, many long years. And the man who was childless till his old age, he was Abraham. And God in his old age, he gave him a son, a beautiful son. And he named his son as Isaac. And the name Isaac means laughter. In other words, that little boy became the laughter for the entire family. He was the real joy for the entire family. One day God told him, now you take your son, your only son, whom you love so much, and you sacrifice him in a mountain that I will show you. Oh, that was too difficult for him. It was God who asked him to do it, so this man said, I would immediately do it. Isaac was very important for him, but God was even more important than Isaac. And you know what he told his servants? Genesis 22nd chapter and the fifth words. Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. You know, he was actually going to sacrifice his son, but he's saying, I am going to worship God, then we will come back. In other words, for Abraham, his extravagant offering and sacrifice unto God was a real worship. Now let us look at that woman who was childless for many, many long years. Her name was Hannah. And we meet her in 1 Samuel, 1st chapter. After many years of anguish and prayer, God finally granted her a son and he was named Samuel. What she testifies before uh, priest Eli. 1 Samuel 1st chapter verses 27 and 28. For this child I prayed and the Lord has granted me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives. He shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshipped the Lord there. Giving that such a precious son to God was a real worship for her. Dear friend, can you think of something which is very precious to you, which you can give away to God? Maybe you have a jewelry which you like very much. Why don't you give it away to God? How about a property which you think would be your lifetime saving? Why don't you think about giving it to God? Or it may be a career. Why don't you throw it away so that you might go and serve God full time? Maybe it is a comfort that you are so much satisfied with, occupied with. Why don't you throw it away for the sake of the gospel? There was a woman by name Mary. And she had a perfume. 
and that was perhaps equivalent to one year yearning. But she poured it on Jesus and Jesus enjoyed that fragrance. Yes, beloved, extravagant offering is another side of worship. I can give you another example of the other side of worship. Patient suffering. We all go through suffering. If you are patiently enduring it, that really brings glory to God. Turn with us to 1 Peter 4th chapter and look at the 14th verse. Now that's what happened in the story of Paul and Silas. What happened? They were beaten terribly and thrown into the prison. Not in the outer court, but they were put in the innermost prison. That means it was a real dungeon of darkness. And they were shackled with chains. And it was midnight. What do we read in the Bible? Oh, they were just singing praises and hymns unto God. Turn their worry into worship. Prison became a place of praise for them. Chains became symbols for them. Beloved, we want to tell you some of the best hymns of praise and worship unto God were born through saints when they were actually bedridden through suffering. For example, Amy Carmichael. She was bedridden for 20 years, the last years of his life because of her fall. So many poems she wrote during that period. You know one poem she wrote? One thing have I desired, my God, of thee. That will I say, thine house home to me. Now this was the song that was played by the church bells when she died in 1951. Beloved, the world will curse God when it goes through unthinkable suffering. But the saints of God will start praising God when they go through suffering. Job had losses. Loss of his health. Loss of his servants. Loss of his sons. Loss of his cattle. Loss of his property. Everything one after the other. Quick succession. But what did that woman say? Oh, you curse God and you die. But that was not what Job would do. You know what the Bible says? The Lord gave me. The Lord took away from me. Let's say the name of the Lord. Yes, beloved, patient suffering is the other side of worship. Another thing I want to tell you. When we are faithful in our regular duties, that itself is worship. Turn with us to the book of Colossians 3rd chapter. Look at the 16th verse. The word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing with grace in your hearts unto the Lord. This is what everybody is doing. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing, making melody unto the Lord. That is only one side of worship. That is the other side. That we read in the 17th verse. Whatever you do in word or deed, whatever you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. 
What you do in the 16th verse is Sunday worship. And what you do in the 17th verse is your Monday through Saturday worship. So in other words, we are called to turn our very work into worship. How not to worship? Do not ignore the other side of worship. Now this brings us to the end of the study of Christian worship. Now I was looking for a quote which will just embrace all these 10 lessons that we have learned. There I was able to find a quote from Bishop William Temper. And this is what he has written about true worship. True worship will quicken the conscience by the holiness of God. True worship will feed the mind with the truth of God. And true worship will purge our imagination by the beauty of God. And true worship will open the heart to the love of God. True worship will devote the will to the purposes of God. True worship involves our conscience. And it involves our mind. And it involves our imagination. And it involves our heart. And it involves our will also. So all of us is involved for all of God. This is what exactly David prayed. You know, that is a prayer we often use at the end of every prayer. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless His holy name. God really bless you as you follow these vital principles of worship. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you that you seek true worshippers. Thank you for the corrective lessons we have learned during the last 10 weeks on acceptable worship. Thank you for your word which has given us so much of light and understanding. We give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.